Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Charleston, West Virginia welcomes you to our weekly time of worship and study of God's Word with Pastor Jesse Wagoner. So sit back, relax, and get comfortable, because when you're here, you're home. Uh, we have been studying a series that we've entitled Refocus. You see it on the screen. And we're going to finish that today, Lord willing. Just things that I felt like, as, as the Spirit's impressed me as I've studied the Scriptures, and just are, some are just obvious, things that we need to refocus on to be spiritually healthy followers of Christ. With that in mind, I'm going to just give you a little review. I'm going to show where we've come from and into where we are today. First of all, we talked about refocusing on the Word, the Word of God. We need to be in God's Word daily and collectively together. We talked about being able to refocus on, refocus on eternal life that we are going to live forever. We are eternal creatures. Then we focus on who we are, seeing who we are in Christ, that we would know that we are in Him and we're secure in Him and so forth. And then we focus on asking. Jesus said, ask and you will receive. And that was our focus on prayer. We focus on the cross. We did that on Communion Sunday, just thinking about the reality of what that means for us. Last week we looked at refocusing on the church. And today as we look at the continuation really of the story we began last week in chapter 7 of Acts, focusing on one person by the name of Philip, today we're going to talk about we need to refocus outward. We need to focus outward. Yes, we love being together. It was interesting just kind of being over here in the corner and before service just seeing everybody you know, that was here at that particular time. We're talking and visiting and loving to be here and enjoying the company of either folks they came with or folks that they met when they came. And just that, that feeling of family. But you understand the focus of the church is on the church, but it also needs to be out there as well. The vast majority of people that live in this community, the metro area of, of this Canal Valley area here around Charleston and, and even beyond up down river, it's about 200,000 people live in this, this valley. The vast majority of them are not sitting in any kind of church or religious service this morning. So our focus is always outward, and Jesus compels us to do that. And we're going to see a man who exemplified that in his life as we pick up the story of Philip. Now, chapter 7, you remember he was one of those seven Hellenistic Jews that was appointed to be over the distribution of, of supplies, food, if you will, for people who had need in the church. And because there was, there was some, how should we say, disorganization in the process. And so the apostle says, you point over you seven men Full of the Holy Spirit, they're going to do this because we're going to devote ourselves to the ministry of the Word and, the pre, uh, and prayer. And so Philip is one of those. Now just to give you the quick story of what we've skipped over, the story of Stephen, who was also one of those seven. He proclaims Christ publicly. He has he's, he's a bold witness for the Lord. And because of the opposition that was now beginning to rise among the Jews in the Judea-Jerusalem area, by the end of chapter 7 he is stoned to death. He is the first person recorded who gave his life for preaching to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in the beginning of chapter 8, we see this guy that we're going to know a lot about as you study Acts by the name of Saul, who later gets a name change to Paul. But it talks about his persecuting the church and how the church is having to scatter and has to have to move out because things are getting tough in Jerusalem. Verse 4, Acts 8. Those who, those who therefore, those therefore, excuse me, therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the, to a city, the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, 
hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And then verse 7 is an accounting of these amazing signs. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. His example is an example that should help us point to our responsibility as believers in Christ. Responsibility as a church, collectively. Responsibility as us as part of Christ's body. First of all, I want to just focus on this, okay? This is our responsibility, to gather others to hear the gospel. Gather others together, bring people together to hear the gospel. Now, there's some things we want to say about this particular episode. He goes to, it says, a place of Samaria, the city of Samaria. That also should key us back to a passage of Scripture that we know fairly well, very familiar, from John chapter 4. Jesus is traveling between Galilee and Judea. Typically, you would avoid Samaria if you were a Jew. He says, I must needs go through Samaria. And you remember he meets a woman at the well. You remember that whole story. He goes there and then she tells others that she's met this one who's told me all things that I've ever done and all that. And the whole city comes out and hears him. God was not done with the 